0: Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it.
1: It's Friday. We're talking running. What more could you possibly need to fire you up? And we're talking about looking back at your training so i'm going to kick off by saying to you not how but why why do you look back at your training why should you review it
0: good question why should you review your training well i think it helps you to take ownership of your training rather than kind of just flying by the seat of your pants and let's see what happens (laughs) i understand Certain people want detail and data and numbers and, and some runners will really throw themselves into their running and look at everything, kind of immerse themselves. And others, un, other runners won't, which I understand, I think that's fine. But actually I think just spending a little bit of time looking back over what you have done over different time scales as well, Joe. So I think over a long period of time, kind of years, and also short term, what happened last week? How was the last six weeks of training? What happened three months ago? And I don't think you need to do this, like spend hours each week, but I think it gives you that awareness, which ultimately is going to help plot the path forward, which is, is what you want to do. I think it can give you confidence as well. You know, if sometimes you, you put a bit of pressure on yourself. I, I definitely kept, find myself doing this. Oh, that time trial wasn't as quick as I would have liked. Or, oh, I'm not running as quick or as far or I don't feel as good. And if you just look back at what you have done, actually it can just give you a little bit of a a pat on the back and you go, well, actually, my training has not been that bad at all, looking at the big picture. So I think there's quite a lot of reasons, really. There's a lot of reasons. Yeah.
1: It's really interesting what you say there. It's one of the things that I always... Whenever I look back at my training, I'm often really, really pleasantly surprised. And sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm amazed and seriously impressed with myself.
0: I thought I was lazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but more, I think sometimes we... you know, perhaps we do remember the good ones, but sometimes I think we almost over-remember the bad ones as well and, or, or, you know, build up one particular session that sticks in the mind, good or bad, and forget everything else. And I think sometimes when you look back, you think, oh, actually, I'm I'm not doing as badly as I thought, or, you know, I'm actually in quite good shape, or things have gone quite well. So I think it, you know, for me, it's, it's really interesting to look back and remind yourself, because we only remember bits and pieces of it, which isn't necessarily reflective of how we've actually done over the last few weeks or the last month or year or whatever it might be. So I think it can be, um, I think it can be really positive. I think, you know, it varies, but I suppose then it goes back to what are we looking for or what are we looking at when we look back?
0: I think there's a number of things that we look for that help to tell the story of our training. I don't think there's any one particular thing. I think that's really important and everybody's different and runners have different goals and different levels. But I think it's understanding where you are and how training has gone, be it good, bad, what worked well, what didn't work so well, areas for improvement. By looking at all the different things to help you understand where you are. It's a bit like when we're talking training intensity, which we've spoken about before. Don't rely on one particular metric build a picture by looking at perhaps a heart rate pace how did it feel so kind of considering everything i think in terms of just picking up on what you said before we jump into that I, i really like that when you're talking about people almost look in the moment they're almost isolated this this run was bad today and they forget the fact that they actually had a really good run only yesterday or sunday with their friend or park run or whatever it is so i do think by reflecting on the train it does help kind of take people out of that isolated way of looking at things and, and looking at the bigger picture. So it's definitely beneficial, which I just want to mention. But in terms of like what to look for, it's, it's there's like a pecking order in my mind. And I know we've touched on this before, Joe, you and I in our chats, that I think, where do you start? Well, really, if I'm looking at my own training, and I typically tend to do this on a Sunday evening. And the reason I do that is because I then want to look at if I need to make any adjustments to the following week's training based on how that week has gone. And I'll start with, well, how much did I burn? What was the volume? What was the mileage? How much time did I spend running? I might look at elevation. Well, does if I'm looking at duration and it looks like I've run a you know, I spent a lot of time running, let's look at the elevation there and see what how 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 much of an impact that had. Did I do a lot of off-road running? Therefore, do I perhaps need to avoid doing so much off-road the following week just to get that training balance to avoid injury? So I think that's where I would start in terms of the volume, kind of miles and duration. And then you kind of filter down and you get into the more specific stuff.
1: Yeah, so I was, again, as you say, we always have a bit of a chat about things. And I was saying, when I take a new runner on, you're obviously trying to, as a coach, take a new runner on, you're trying to get an idea of their training. And I literally start in that very layered approach. So first of all, I'll look at a couple of things, very broad overview factors. So what was their total volume? Usually I look back about kind of eight to twelve weeks, to so so I know where we are now. What was their total volume? But not just what was their total volume, but what? How many times per week did they run? And what was their longest run? That's my starting point. But it is literally just a starting point, and it gives me an overview because obviously, if you did forty miles a week, but you only ran three times a week, that's slightly different to forty miles a week and you ran eight times a week. You know it's it's a different way of training it's a gift gonna give you a different layer of factor um, a different layer of fitness sorry and then I'll start looking at the other the finer detail of what were those sessions that they ran you know how many of those faster pace sessions did they run how many mixed-paced sessions how many were steady what was easy and get into the much more you know um, detailed breakdown of it so it's a kind of broad overview and then looking at, at the actual kind of the more specifics. Um, again, still quite a broad overview and then perhaps picking out a few key sessions that might be a sign um, that you know they're running quite well or, or some work we need to do. But I think one thing that, that people often say to me is, is there, how did you know you were in shape? How did you know you were in good shape? Which I think does feed into this looking back. So I'm going to throw this to you, Jake. When you look back, what is your top factor that makes you go, Yes.
0: <laughs> so you do you mean outside I know you of did a say race? There was a,
1: you couldn't look at one thing, but you know, you know. Come on, you put me on. We the do spot. have a broad overview, so but we do have one thing sometimes. If
0: we're talking outside of a race, because obviously races can give you a very good idea of the kind of shape you're in. If all things are go well, you know, it's perhaps a race you've done before, or a distance you've done before, conditions are good, it was fast and flat, etc., etc. But I think for me, I kind of have some key sessions that I. And those sessions might not be super creative and super crazy, by the way. You know, they don't necessarily need to be some real funky interval session. That is a good way of monitoring your training. And while I'm in good shape, but sometimes just simply looking at your easy runs can help tell the story of what sort of shape am I in on am I in on the basis that most of your easy runs should be easy and that's the majority of the effort that you'll spend running if you if you're running disciplined of course and looking at well what's happening with that pace and perhaps what's happening with the heart rate I'm running at the same pace typically but actually my heart rate's a lot lower now and that matches with how I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling like I'm working at the same effort but my heart rate's lower this is really good or I'm running quicker so I think there's certain things in training that I will look for and and You've got to make sure that any kind of test environment is relatively standard and set. So I don't really run that many different places, especially at the moment, obviously in lockdown. I don't really know that many people down here where we are. We're, we're moving shortly, as you know. So I'm going to start the whole process again looking for new routes. But I'm often just running laps of the park. That's what I'm running. Just It's about half a mile. It's not even half a mile to the park, Joe. And I just run a loop after loop. Sounds really boring. But the thing is, I can really compare that over... 6 months, 12 months. Well, how am I feeling? What's the pace like? So for me, there isn't kind of one way of going, "Oh, I'm in great shape." It, it it it's telling a story and looking at the training as a whole for me. And and I think you can tell a lot from certain key sessions, but also those easy runs as well. It depends how it depends how random you are with your training. You know when I was back when I was personal training, a lot of people wanted to lose weight and stuff like that, common goal. And I'd often ask people, "What does an average day look like for you?" You know, diet-wise, nutritional, what does an average week look like? Some people couldn't tell you. Well, if you if you don't really know kind of where you are with things, it goes back to that fly by the seat of your pants comment earlier in this, in this video. You, you can't really tell what's working and what's not working. So you sort of need to have some kind of, I suppose, regularity and consistency to be able to pick the bits out and help to shape your future of running, if that makes some sense to you. A bit of a long-winded answer there to your question.
1: But it's... <laughs>
0: It's, it, for, for me, it's just taking I ownership. Anything less. I know, exactly, exactly. Well, you're, you're going to throw some contradictions in a minute, I'm sure. That's what we do every Friday. But for me, it's about looking at keeping the sessions regular, your training, generally speaking, and getting that broad overview and maybe having a couple of key sessions that might be 1K reps or 400 meters or whatever it is. Running in the same place, of course. It might be hill repeats. Are you getting to that lamppost or are you getting beyond that lamppost now? And that can really be a good indication that you're feeling good and in good shape outside of races, of course.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting how people are different, isn't it? And and you know, even as a coach and as a runner myself, you realise that that you're just different to other people, and they're different to you. So, I remember another coach said to me once, "You always know what kind of pace you're going to run." You know, in fact, he was the team manager of my club, and I used to say, "Oh, well, I'm in this shape. You know, I'm going to run two twenty-five roughly for eight hundred meters." And lo and behold, it would come in on that. And he used to say to me, "How do you know that?" And. And it wasn't something, you know, again, as you reflect back, I think, how did I know that? But I knew that because of from how all the training went. I knew that from keeping a regular, you know, review of, of the training that I was doing on a kind of rolling basis over time. So obviously sometimes in a race you can surprise yourself, hopefully positively. But you you know, hopefully you should, if you do have a, a good regular review of how you're running, you should have a broad idea. Of what kind of shape you're in and therefore how you're going to come in on a race and and for me as a coach that's one of the really important things i i like to talk to my runners before a race i mean mostly before time trials at the moment but about well this is what we've done these are some sessions that we can pick out and this is where i think we're going to come in because i think you can often then have a really good run if you know what what you're likely to deliver and like i say you know you might write raise your game on the day But you also don't want to start off thinking you're in, I don't know, 80 minute um, half marathon shape and you're actually in one hour 40 half marathon shape. That's gonna be a bit of a disaster. So you wanna have a ballpark of what kind of shape you're in and what kind of time window you're likely to finish in for a race. And I think you can only really get that by looking back at what you do. Um, And so those people that stand there and say, oh, I have no idea what shape I'm in. I find that totally bizarre. (laughs)
0: I think it comes with experience as well, though, Joe, because for people that are relatively new to running, for them, often, and I hear this a lot, when they set targets, if I ask them, what's your target for a marathon, there might be as, as as much as 30 minutes or 45 minutes difference between their kind of, well, their window, their target window. As people get more experience and they've got more of a, an understanding of where they are, their fitness levels, where they are in training, what their capabilities are, pacing, all those different things, that window gets more narrow and more specific. They can be a little bit more targeted. And let's say people that ran London in 2018 that were um, not so experienced, the hottest one on record, of course, they may have just set off thinking, well, I'm still going to try for that time or to hit that window. Whereas people that are more experienced would know how to adjust first of all to adjust and by how much to adjust and I, I do think that takes practice I mean you, you mentioned time trials and I do this a lot with some of my runners um and one guy who had a, a 5k time trial last week he did really well but he was frustrated as well because he thinks he could have gone, gone quicker so straight away I analyzed so we're talking about reflecting on training I looked at his training and I looked at that session and then I asked him the question what do you think you could have done how much quicker and he's a relatively experienced runner by the way so how much quicker do you think you could have gone I'll be talking 5 minutes 30 seconds 10 seconds you know where are we he answered the question right and what was what were the conditions like cuz I was factoring that into it so again it's it's being relatively meticulous to get that detail and then sort of build that picture, that understanding. And then you've ultimately got to go and test it again in the case of a time trial. Well, well, let's have another go in, you know, a few weeks' time, several weeks' time or whatever, and kind of draw some conclusions from that. So it's kind of, it's ongoing, isn't it? It's not just, oh, well, I've looked at my training. That's that for the year. It's a, You've got to keep going with it if you want to keep moving forward, I think.
1: Yeah. And, it, you know, it's a rolling training is, is a, a kind of rolling thing in many ways and that's why you know we say it is a it is a long process and the, the longer you do it, the more training you have behind you, the more you can build fitness, but also the more you can finesse the details in some ways to, to get the improvement that you want. But I think as well, for me, one of the things is I always as a coach and used to as a runner have if you can have an under I didn't understand training cycles and, and cycles of adaptation until I became a coach but as a runner I knew that if I looked back six to eight weeks before the race and I was running really well at that point I was going to be running well in the race now I understand that that's all to do with the cycles of adaptation and I think um you know, that's a really good habit to get into, to sort of look back this period, roughly six to eight weeks, it might be six to four weeks, you know, you'll find it as an individual where your good, you know, where your kind of really key training block is that's gonna then feed forward into that race. And when you're coming up to that race, you can look back and see how you did. And then afterwards as well, I think it's good to review to say, okay, if this went as well as I hoped, what was I doing in that period six to eight weeks ago? If it didn't go as well as I hoped, Also, what was I doing in that period that might perhaps be why it didn't happen um, on this day? So, you know, things like, I always say don't, one of my other things is don't get hung up on what you didn't do, but sometimes you do have to look at what you didn't do to understand why you didn't perhaps get the race that you wanted but you know it's it's look back what, what was it that really perhaps contributed to this fitness you've got now or what was it perhaps that you could do better next time or improve next time to kind of again take that fitness forward net, you know for, for the following race so it's that kind of constant as you said right at the beginning looking back to inform what you're doing now but there are so many different time scales to that aren't there that's my kind of you know the 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 six to eight weeks is is a very almost kind of quite a close time scale actually i think we have to look back a couple of years if we can or a year or 18 months depending on particularly i think for marathon runners where we're only really probably doing one or two a year you can't just look back six to eight weeks can you i think the time scales then have to become much much longer to look back and review as well
0: Yeah, and and I think there's two things here, isn't there, Joe? We're talking a lot about performance here and looking back to kind of look forward and move forward and improve your performance and all this stuff. But there's two things that I think I'm right in saying all runners want to do. Certainly, in my mind, the majority of runners want to improve their performance. Whatever that means to them, run further, run faster. And they want to stay as far away from flipping injury as possible. And, of course, by reflecting on your training, that can really help you to not only reduce the risk of getting injured in the future... In terms of a new injury, but it can actually prevent or reduce the risk of a reoccurring injury. So we all have different tolerance levels, and this is why running is such a wonderful and a frustrating thing because we can't f- put everything in a box, run this and you won't be injured. Run this and you'll perform this. Because we're all different, like you said it earlier on, Joe. So by looking back and testing things very carefully, it helps you to get that balance in your training to hopefully keep you in one piece. So I'll use me as an example at the moment. Coming back from a calf injury, touch touch wood, touch wood, wherever. I'm feeling very good at the moment. But when I look back at my training, uh, uh, kind of recent training, what I'm doing is I'm going, well, not only what have I done, but how did I do it in terms of did I clump all my runs together towards the back end of the week? Did I space them out nicely, kind of giving myself? If I am giving myself days off, do I? Do, where do I put those? How do they fit? What sort of terrain am I running on? Am I just doing off-road? Am I running lots of elevation? So for me, my focus at the moment, looking back, is not so much performance. It's what's the stress level like based on my experience of myself and what I've done before in injuries. I'm, I've got that. Have I got that balance right? Last week looks quite stressful because of the durations, the distances, the elevation, the pace, all those things, right, this week or coming, needs just, I just need to soften it a bit. So again, taking that ownership and not getting too carried away when you are feeling in good shape, because that's obviously a risk, isn't it, Jeremy? Look at me, I'm doing great. Right, let's have more of that. I think it can help you just to hold back a little bit. And, and they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is potential power. It's only real power if you actually apply it and use it. So I think trying to avoid injury is definitely a... A big factor a big benefit when it comes to reflecting on your training
1: yeah and i think you know sometimes there are injuries that, that are course, for all different kinds of reasons sometimes overuse bridget's just commented bridget unfortunately broke her, her foot in a really bad accident this weekend perhaps more of an, an accident than unfortunately an, an overuse injury but um you know nonetheless i think it is important to kind of look back and see what led up to it but one of the things i really want to mention um and again i like i like to be you know offend the whole of the Twitterdom and Instagram world, but monthly totals, <laughs> monthly totals are lovely. And I've posted them myself when I look at them and they're really great. You can see them on Garmin Connect or Strava, they're marvelous, but they're also quite meaningless. So be aware that when you're looking back, you're not looking back at arbitrary um, amounts and arbitrary periods of time. If there's one thing we want to get from coronavirus, <laughs> random link here, it's appreciate the value of a seven day rolling average. Because what sometimes happens is you look at, the worst is monthly totals because in January there's 31 days and in February there's 28. You're gonna probably run less in February because there were three less days. But also even on a weekly basis, Don't just look at the week and think, oh, I did 45 this week, 48 next, you know, the week before, 50 the week, you know, whatever. Because that can be quite arbitrary sometimes. Because what you've just said is really important. Because actually what you might find is that within that Monday to Sunday seven day period, you had a nice progressive building up. But actually what you might find is the way you structured your runs, that actually within a seven day period, you suddenly knocked out 70 miles way over because you put two long ones close together so just when you're reviewing think a little bit along the lines of coronavirus (laughs) think don't set arbitrary you know review in quite an overview not setting these arbitrary um kind of comparisons that don't always quite show all of the detail of of what we're doing that just goes back to again what we said at the start wasn't it it's a broad overview and and then a kind of look at the finer detail yeah. And any- you said how, you know, you bunch it all up together and suddenly you realise you've you've maxed out on five days.
0: Yeah. And especially if you've got people that potentially run the evening one day and the following day, the running in the morning. You know, that's even another thing, isn't it? Because actually you've got less rest between those runs. I think you don't need to get too caught up in the whole thing of training analysis either. You know, we don't want you to watch this video and think, my gosh, I've got to spend, you know, two hours, three times a week just reviewing my training. You don't. But, you know, just have it in your mind. If you don't really reflect back on your training or your Strava or whatever, other than to kind of see who's giving you kudos, actually take a little bit of ownership of your training and start with that broad overview as we keep talking about. You know, start to get... A little bit clever with what you look for, what your volume was, how you're feeling, you know, because that is going to keep you in one piece. And it's it's very hard when you have a training plan, because training plans are wonderful, but they they also come at a cost. And of course, you and I as coaches, we 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 make sure that people's training is fluid. We adjust as they they need it and as we feel they need it but if you've got a a plan and you've laminated it and you're one of these that stuck it on your fridge and that's what I'm going to do it can be very hard to miss that session because it's on your plan and you want to tick all those sessions off whereas if you're taking a really kind of educated look back at your training and you start to trust your own opinion and judgment don't be afraid to make those adjustments on that plan for the right reasons which can ultimately keep you injury free and hopefully improve your performance as well so it's like a double whammy
1: and I think that's, you know, that that's what you, if you have a coach, hopefully they will do that with you, actually, that's, you know, having a coach doesn't absolve you of responsibility for your own training. Um, but, uh, you know, as you've said before, be your own coach as well, look back and, and just see what you've done and where you are now, not just kind of looking forward at, right, I must do this session, I must do this session, because it's on the plan. And, and you know, that is something we talk about a lot, isn't it? The benefits of, Either being a coach, having a coach, or thinking like your own coach sometimes is that you you don't just look at, you don't just follow something without thinking about it. You actually think, is this the right thing for me to do today, given what I did yesterday, given what I did last week, and and all the rest of it. Um, somebody said, do I think it's possible to over-analyse? Yes, a hundred percent. Who hasn't? I mean, you just you made me laugh because you said, don't spend two hours a day. What do you mean that really? <laughs>
0: It's not just on our training, though. That We're allowed to spend hours and hours analysing many people's training. I think it is a great question, and I think it is definitely, I agree with you, Joe, uh, 100%. It is definitely possible to overanalyze, And that can be the case when you want things to be put in boxes as well. You know, if you're one of these people, as I mentioned earlier, where it would be great if, well, if I follow this plan, will I achieve X? And of course, would love that to happen, but it doesn't work like that. There's so many kind of moving parts with running, which we often talk about on these Fridays. So if you overanalyze, potentially you're putting yourself in a place where you want to spit out an outcome. You want an outcome at the end of that analysis that is going to guarantee this. And that can't work. So I do think you have to perhaps... Depending on your personality, I would say, you know, are you the type that can throw yourself into things too much or do you struggle to make a decision on anything? Just be mindful of that. Just be mindful of that and start with that broad overview, I think is probably one of the most important things.
1: Yeah, I was thinking, actually, one of the things I've noted down, which we must talk about in the future, is what what should you put in a good training record? What should you put in a training diary? You know, how can you keep your records to help with review? But we're not even going to start that because we'll be here for another hour and everyone's got to go back to work and all the rest of it. Um, I think what I've we said to you at the end of the day... <laughs> I, I love, the, I I was love gonna, these I was going to bring you over my big pile of diaries, but I thought that might be slightly obsessive. I, I
0: love them. <laughs> I, 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 I love them. It's much better than using the likes of, I think, Strava and stuff. And if I can just add very quickly, Joe, before we, before you wrap up, sorry, that I think depending on how you monitor your training, whatever watch you use, I think it's definitely useful to. Yes, you can get a broad overview from Strava, of course. But it is really just a, a social platform for, for runners and cyclists and you know active people.
1: <laughs> now you're offending the Strava no, people. No, but that's it is, really isn't upset, it? Let's be honest. Instagram and the Instagram the people. It is, it <laughs> is.
0: So, you know, Garmin is going to give you more information. Yes, you, you can subscribe to Strava and I know it does tell you a lot more and stuff. But if you go to your platform, whether that's Polar Flow or Garmin or whatever it is you use, it can give you a bit more information. And, and if you don't add people as well on that platform, you haven't got that kind of... I don't know you can probably be a little bit more objective you can even leave notes on there that perhaps you don't want to tell the world about your session where Strava's is kind of open to everybody isn't it you might not want to tell people that you were you know desperate for a pill mile four of a long run come on it happens let's be honest <laughs> whereas on Garmin or polar flow that's private you might do that you might do that Look, we keep it real. We keep it real. Right,
1: you're progressing now. I'm going to cut you off and bring it back to, you. what are we talking about reviewing training? Basically, you know we like to have a really broad chat. Sorry about that, folks. If you don't like it, don't tune in next week, but hopefully you will. Um, yeah, why should you do it? Because it actually informs your training going forward. It actually helps you to become a better runner. What should you look at? Look at it on several levels. Look at it on a broad overview. Look at some of the detail. Don't overanalyse it, I think is in essence what we're saying as well. Um, And, you know, learn from it as well. Learn from the good stuff as well as the bad stuff. Sometimes we, and perhaps even sometimes the stuff in the middle, you know, actually review is important at all times and it can add to what you take forward we've pretty much run out of time so thanks ever so much Jake Uh, running with Jake feel free to follow him if you want to hear more from Jake you can listen to his podcast you can obviously catch up on our Insta chats every Friday we are here and um, who knows what we'll be talking about next week I'm sure we'll think of something (laughs) I feel fired up
0: I'm going to vacuum now I'm off I'm off we've reviewed
1: your training and it was good (laughs) now we're going to review your cleaning (laughs) speak to you soon guys (laughs) Thanks Joe. <laughs> Speak soon ties. Have a good week. Bye. That
0: was Running with Jake the Quick Hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday or catch up now by searching Running with Jake the Podcast.